fine corn futures continue to add volatility to cattle markets, but they appear to be on the cusp of finding their way higher. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmore. Hello and welcome to your weekly calf news price point for June 29th, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Lower trending, albeit volatile corn futures, continued to boost calf and feeder cattle price prospects last week. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold mostly steady to $5 a hundredweight higher, with some of the strongest gains in the north central regions, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of $1.29 higher week to week on Monday, from $1.25 higher at the front to $0.53 higher at the back. And that included an average decline of $1.73 to start the week as corn futures ratcheted higher again. The CME feeder cattle index was $1.60 higher week to week on Friday at $146.18. Week to week on Monday, corn futures closed an average of $0.10 lower through the front six contracts except for $0.16 higher in spot July. As for soybean futures, they closed an average of $0.21 lower through the front six contracts week-to-week on Monday. Although corn prices eased in recent weeks, their elevated level will continue to temper feeder cattle prices, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee. Conversely, in his weekly market comments, Griffith explains strong beef demand supports higher fed cattle prices, which supports feeder prices. Longer term, Griffith says, the number of cows and heifers being slaughtered in the short term may be pointing toward a few years of stronger feeder cattle and live cattle prices if the supply of beef is reduced. In the meantime, he says volatility and fundamentals suggest a contra-seasonal market. Producers will have to be active marketers through the summer and early fall to take advantage of what could be fleeting opportunities, he says. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at CAFNews.net. It includes everything from a look at consumer beef perceptions to a look at the innovative beef marketing group as well as a dive into Greeley Hatworks. Cash fed cattle price direction was difficult to pinpoint last week amid light cash trade. The Agricultural Marketing Service reported 39,292 confirmed five area negotiated sales last week compared to 67,600 the previous week and 75,555 head the previous year. When all was said and done, though, cash prices eased higher. The five-area direct weighted average steer price last week was $125.47 a hundredweight on a live basis, which was $2.63 higher. The average steer price in the beef was $2.11 higher at $197.98. Regionally, live prices were a dollar higher in the Western Corn Belt last week at $125 to $126 hundredweight. 
dress trade in Nebraska and the Western Corn Belt was $2 higher at $197. The Texas Cattle Feeders Association reported its members trading steady at $122. Live cattle futures closed an average of $1.01 lower week to week on Monday. Wholesale beef prices continued lower under pressure from both the seasonals and continued post-pandemic adjustment. Choice box beef cutout value was $23.77 lower week to week on Monday at $297.43 hundredweight. Select was $7.50 lower at $273.96. Although Monday's grain markets diluted potential for the day, USDA's monthly cattle on feed report for June for feedlots with a thousand head or more capacity will likely be viewed as bullish. Compared to expectations ahead of the report, placements were 2% less, marketings were on par, and cattle on feed were slightly less. Specifically, cattle feeders placed 1.91 million head on feed in May, which was 141,000 head fewer, or 6.87% fewer than the same time a year earlier. In terms of placement weights, 31.9% went on feed, weighing up to 699 pounds, 50.8% 50.8% weighing 700-899 pounds, and 17.3% weighing 900 pounds or more. Cattle feeders marketed 355,000 head more in May, or 23.43% more than the previous year. Cattle on feed June 1st were 11.70 million head, the second most for the date since the data series began in 1996. However, the total was just 28,000 head more, or 0.24% more than the previous year. The big question is whether the feedlot situation is improving to a point where the fed cattle market can emerge from the capacity cap that has limited the market this year, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, in his weekly market comments. The answer is yes. The situation is improving, but we're not quite there yet, Peel says, explaining the February 1st on-feed total was the highest of any month since February of 2006 and reflected the buildup of feedlot inventories carried over from pandemic disruptions last year. So, cattle feeders have yet to turn the corner toward reduced average feedlot inventories, but Peel says it's getting closer. He explains feedlot inventories declined by 3.4%, from February to June of this year, the largest decrease for that period since 2012. He adds that the average change in feedlot inventories from February to June in the five years from 2016 to 2020 was an increase of 0.3%. At the same time, Peel points out the 12-month moving average feedlot inventory has been record large since March. Yet, Peel points out, Cash-fit cattle prices last week were the highest in eight weeks. Barring some new disruption, he says feedlot inventory should drop below 2020 and 2019 levels in the next month or two and remain lower going forward. However, Peel also notes the ongoing drought could represent such a disruption if dry conditions force feeder cattle into feedlots sooner than usual. Drought could slow the process of tightening beef supplies in 2021 but increased cow herd liquidation would lead to even smaller supplies in the coming years, he says. Nationally, pasture and range conditions held about steady, according to the latest USDA crop progress report for the week ending June 27th. 
31% of pasture range was rated as good or excellent, which was 1% less than a week earlier and 11% less than a year earlier. Conversely, 43% was rated as poor or very poor compared to 39% a week earlier and 26% a year earlier. And that's your June 29th Calf News Price Point with Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.